I want to welcome you to the show again. Grab your cup of whatever and let's get started. Listen up. I want to tell you that there is a new eight-week course that I've just launched off of Monday Morning Leadership for Women. You know, when I wrote this book, the way I wrote it was that I took the eight, because there's eight chapters, the eight most relevant and compelling topics that over and over and over again through the years of my doing leadership workshops and executive coaching come up over and over and over again. And so those are the eight that I have put in this book. Now there's a course and guess what? It's eight weeks. So please go to my website, ValerieAndCompany.com. It's there. It's ready to launch. We just need you as a cohort. And I'm only taking a limited number of women. So go now, ValerieAndCompany.com and sign up. Here we go. I did that pretty good, right? Okay. Uh, what I want you to know about today is that there was a movie, maybe some of you saw it, I chose not to. It was called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And it was a pretty dark movie, so I didn't want to see it. Well, on a positive kind of dragon, <laughs> I have on my show today a girl who's captain of the South Lake Carroll Lady Dragon soccer team and a very inspiring story. Just over one year ago, Liv, you say the last name. Jacoby. Jacoby, all right. Had what could have been a very fatal aneurysm event on the soccer team. We're gonna relive your story about how today, because of first responders, they shepherded her through that experience, and she's going to tell us all about it. Stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. So, wow, Liv, here you are, beautiful, stunning, smart, iconic <laughs> young woman, a senior, graduating on your way to bigger and better things at UT. And... Um, I, I was writing my notes about this, Liv, and it just hit me that we call you Liv, your name's Olivia, but everyone calls you Liv. Isn't that interesting that you have lived through an experience that most of us at our age, at any age, never have to go through, and you did? I just want you to tell us about it. So, well, thank you for having me today. You're welcome. Such an honor. Um, so, December 8th, 2021, I was at high school soccer practice, and I don't recall any of this, but I was running my warm-up laps with a few of my teammates, and I collapsed and had a seizure on the soccer field, and our first responders in Southlake got to me in a quick minute and 
got me off the field after my seizure and res- rescued me, got me in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And my head coach, Matthew Colvin, got in the ambulance with me and we went to the hospital that was closest to the senior high. And they had to drain blood out of my brain at the hospital so they had to cut my brain open which i don't remember but thank god um, thank goodness i'm so glad (laughs) um but so they had to drain blood out of my head and within the span of i believe 48 or 72 hours or less i was transferred between three hospitals total and finally ended up at ut southwestern so i was I mean, I don't really remember at this point, but I had a surgery through my groin. I believe it was called endoscopic. No, okay, I don't know. Anyways, but had brain surgery through my groin and doctor. Through your groin? Through my groin. Brain surgery. Can we just stop there? I know. I mean, that's a learning for me. Right. Okay. And I I mean, anytime a friend asks, they say, how does that happen? How do they do that? And I say, I don't know. Where do you want to? (laughs) So uh, Dr. Babu Welch put two coils on my brain aneurysm so I didn't have to get a craniotomy. And here I am today. So Mm. after I had my surgery, I woke up, I believe it was December 11th and, or maybe the 10th. I don't know. I think, it was, the, I think it was the 11th. <laughs> Things are blurry at the yes, time, really. but I woke up and I remember just in my hospital bed and I said, mom. And she goes, what? What? And I said, I missed my ACT. Oh. <laughs> I missed my ACT. <laughs> so my ACT was on December 11th, but obviously I didn't get to take that, but that's fine. Um, so after waking up in the hospital, I actually had a very difficult few months ahead, but I just reminded myself to keep going forward with a positive mindset and just to be grateful that I'm even here today. So I had to relearn how to walk and talk and eventually run again because I'm a soccer player. So it was an experience and journey that I never thought I would have to endure, but we got through it. So after I got out of the hospital, it was before Christmas. So I did want to get home before Christmas. I remember that. I never asked, am I going to die? Am I okay? I said, can I get home by Christmas? So. Did you even have those thoughts, those doubts? Well, at the time, I don't, I don't remember having those thoughts just because I think you're kind of in that mindset and I'm just such a determined person that I want to get back to my life. I want to get back to school with my friends. I want to get back on the soccer field. And so... At the time, I definitely didn't have those thoughts, but looking back on it now, you just realize how precious life is. So I definitely know how big of a blessing it is that I'm here today. And it definitely wouldn't have been without the first responders that saved me. So, yes. Those first responders, so that was so impactful. What is it that you did for them? You're first of all, a very giving young lady. You know, audience, I will just say, have you ever met someone in your life that you say to yourself, I want to be like her when I grow up? 
well, I want to go back and be like her when I grow up because of the ups and downs that you've experienced, you've just shared, but also the giving heart that I've heard about in all the ways that you are doing it. And tell us about the first responders organization okay. or whatever it is you started. Okay. So naturally after being saved by these amazing men, I just couldn't wrap my mind around how to ever pay them back, but I know that I could try. So in let's see, the summer before my this before this year, was that senior year. My before my senior year, I coordinated a first responders event at a dragon football game, which if you're from Texas, you know that Dragon football and just football in general is a big deal. Yep. So we actually coordinated a tailgate at the uh, Dragon football, one of the Dragon football games, and we fed all first responders and their families. And we had the mayor and the athletic director speak at our tailgate, and it was just so amazing to be brought all together with not only my first responders, but all first responders in the community. Mm -hmm. And I know like recently in South Lake, there have been multiple instances where first responders have came in take charge and save people's lives my own age. So I know it was special for not only me and my family, but for many others in the community. So mm -hmm. we fed all first responders and their families. And then we also coordinated for the first responders to walk in front of the football team and the coaches through the Dragon Tunnel. So they got to walk on the field with the team uh -huh. and they had a moment of recognition and we had both the Lady Dragon soccer team and the South Lake Carroll boys soccer team unveil a flag on the field during that moment of recognition. And it was just such a special moment and such a special game. And I got to actually watch the game with my first responders on the field, which oh. of the all four years that I've been at South, like I've never got to watch a Dragon football game on the field. So that was a special night for me too with my first responders. Isn't so. that fun? And there was over 5,000 people in attendance and that was the inaugural first responders event. So we're excited for the future and to see what that holds. So you're having some other events for yes, them. Yes, we're already, starting to get ideas and plan the next event this upcoming football season, which I'll be at UT Austin, mm -hmm. but I've already decided that I'm going to expand it to the university, hopefully, and also nationwide. So. See, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Now, all of a sudden, they're nationwide. <laughs> I, I want to mention the names of these first responders. Uh, Lieutenant Urbanowski, Stephen Tanner, Chase Roop, Taylor Wines, and Justin Hanley. And I know that you men are going to watch and are watching the show. And just uh, shout outs to you. And as you said, to the first responders, they do a fabulous job. Really, really, really do. Uh, you know, I know you've had lots of questions probably now since you have recovered. And you're still recovering, let's be honest, right? Mm -hmm. You've yes, got to take care of yourself. Yes. Let's go there a minute. How hard is that to take care of yourself as active as you are? Well, I mean, putting your health first and foremost is definitely something that 
everybody should remind themselves that, you know, you're not who you are without putting yourself first and your health. So I've definitely had to remind myself of that and I'm guilty sometimes of putting other things first, but I have my parents to keep me in check and I, I can do. keep myself in check. So <laughs> it's hard and nobody's perfect, but it's obviously, I mean, life is so precious and you have to remind yourself that you have to take care of yourself. But with soccer and school and all the activities I'm involved in and even just the college application process, scholarship applications, and just everything going on in life, you just have to remind yourself to, you know, take some time for yourself and to take care of you because you're not going to get to those things that you're applying for and wanting to succeed at if you don't think about your health and take care of yourself first and foremost. And you know what, Liv? I just had a conversation uh, this morning before the show with a client and we were talking about it's not good to be so busy that your health suffers. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that reminder, I think, for all of us. I, uh, I want to talk about <clears throat> what you've learned through this in terms of leadership. So you've got the experience of being the soccer captain for how many years? Two years. Two years as captain. Yes, ma'am. And now this experience and going through receiving the... 40 acres what? The scholarship, yes, ma'am. And what's the name of the scholarship? The 40 Acres Scholars Program. So it's more than a scholarship. Yes, At UT. And by yes. the way, I'm sure the audience can guess that is not easy to be uh, a recipient of. There were how many that went through this? Well, so anybody that applies to the university is also applying for this scholarship and to be in the program. And there were a series of events that I and processes that I went through to get to humbly even get, get in the, it. Huh? Yes. So I didn't even know I was applying for this scholarship at the time I applied to be a part of UT Austin and be a student there. But um, I got an email after being invited to Becoming a Longhorn, which is an event that um, was held in Dallas. And Lo and behold, I had no idea what this email meant, but we talked with the woman that hosted the event after, and she said, oh my goodness, this is amazing, such a big deal. So after that, I had to write an essay and submit it to the program. And from then, I got moved on to the semifinalist round where I had a Zoom interview with an alum of UT. And after getting past that round, I had the privilege of going to the finalist weekend which was a weekend in Austin on campus. And it was a whole event, series of dinners and being functions. On, being and on being all on, the time. Yes. Was you it flip the switch. Was it stressful Honestly, it wasn't. I mean, the interview, I mean, I think everybody was just had nerves going and was excited. But I just reminded myself that I just have to be me. And I prepared. And... It was honestly just such an honor to be there in the first place. And I just kept reminding myself that it's just, I mean, it was 64 finalists for this um, to be in the program mm -hmm. and they picked 19. So I've 19. just recently figured out that I got accepted into the program. So thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. But definitely that just taught me a lot about myself and just that being you, 
even though there's so many people around me that are so amazing in their own way, mm -hmm. there's a reason that I was there and it's because of who I am. So you just have to remind yourself to not change who you are depending on who you're around because you have to have faith in who you are. So so that's one of your, which I always want to highlight. I'm, I'm, there'll be a banner now on the <laughs> show when it's all edited out and that's one of your lessons learned. Mm -hmm. What are any other lessons learned that when you think about other peers your age that are going to college or young adults who are in college, graduating from college. Mm -hmm. If you could sit down one at, on one with those people, what are some leadership lessons? That's exactly what I'm going to say mm -hmm. that you would share with them. Well, I would say that to positively keep going in life is such a good piece of advice. Like, I think our society is just keep going, like keep pushing, you can do this. But the word positively is just such an impactful word, in my opinion, because you can keep going and have a bad attitude. But True. keeping going with a good mindset and a good attitude can make the biggest difference. And in my life, an example when I had to have that positive mindset was just once I got out of the hospital, I could have had the stance, oh my gosh, I have to learn how to do this and this again. I'm not my normal teenage self, but mm -hmm. instead I just kept my faith and I just said, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna get back to my life. And although it like will never be the same, mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. That is God's way of saying that there's greater things out here for you and I'm preparing you for that. And what a great thing. To yes. Say. So I would definitely say just positively keep going in life because there's always going to be things coming at you. Life's not always easy. Yes. And I, that's just a good reminder I have to give myself to is just uh, in life. You just got to keep going and persevering. And if you have a good mindset about it, it makes it a lot easier. It sure does. I want to take you to what you like to do outside of soccer and outside of school, um, what brings you joy? I mean, Anything. honestly, yeah. just my family and my friends bring me so much joy. I, uh, I don't know. Free time is hard to find sometimes, yeah. especially being a senior, just kind of what we've been talking about, all the applications and everything is just going by so fast. But spending time with my family even if it's just eating dinner together or just going on a trip or spending time with friends going to the movie or playing beach volleyball for fun or just anything like that is just honestly so good for my soul and it brings me so much joy so and that's those are so easy those yes. are such easy things to do if you could be a character in a movie you mentioned a movie mm. What character would you be? Well, not in a movie, but I love Blake Lively and in Gossip Girl. I don't know. It's just so fun. That's a good show. <laughs> so I like, you know, she does. She's living in New York and she has really good wardrobe. So I love her fashion. <laughs> um, okay. That would just be fun. I don't know. And she she went to Brown for college. And I mean, definitely an interesting show that keeps you on your toes, but I always think that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can make a movie out of your story. <laughs> be a good one. I would just ask you if there were one word that comes to mind 
that um, today the question is, what's different about you today than before? I would definitely say perspective. Okay, tell us more. So before I always had a positive mindset even before my aneurysm mm -hmm. and even more so now, but perspective in the sense that I'm a very faith-based person and I know that life is precious and every moment is precious, but after going through what I went through, it just even enhanced that feeling that I'm just so lucky and blessed to be alive and just to experience every moment, even if it's a hard one. So, mm -hmm. you know, thank you for that. That, I mean, your experience says it all and a lot of people, people could have a poor me, which you don't. And everything about you says that, Liv, your, your whole presence. You audience know that that's one of my specialties, <laughs> presence. Well, this young lady, you have it in big time. You're also competitive. Where did that come from? My competitiveness? Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it was just instilled in me. It was. My parents raised me right, that's for sure. Okay. I definitely, just from a young age, I've always played sports, and it's just a part of my character, honestly. I mean, yes, you lose from taking a loss, but winning just feels so much better. So. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, but I mean, I don't know. I just kind of grew up that way. We play a lot of games at the house, and I think that definitely That's helped with it. Yes. Yeah, so the family game nights definitely instilled some competitiveness in me. What did you play? What do you remember most? Oh, so we play oh gosh we play monopoly. dice we play monopoly yep. we play yahtzee uh -huh. we play um even it's like a family game from up north but we play like dice and it's called kellogg okay. and we play chicken foot and mexican train literally everything so i love game nights that's great yes and you know that's one of the things that i've heard consistently by children young adults and full-on adults <laughs> those that had family times together playing games mm -hmm. some of them just dads down on the floor with marbles <laughs> right i mean i told my grandson i said get down here and play marbles with me he said you play marbles i said you bet and i'm gonna win <laughs> and that got to be competitive i'm gonna tell you that for sure Aww. so uh, is there one person outside of family maybe a famous person that you look up to and sort of admire someone you that inspires you well definitely i feel i take something from everybody that i meet in my life and so in a sense kind of everybody inspires me in their own way but somebody mm -hmm. that really sticks out to me is the neurosurgeon that saved my life dr babu welch and i mean obviously i didn't know him before my whole event but we've gotten close since i've had checkups and doctor's appointments and he would come in my room when i was in the hospital at sharp 6 a.m sharp like wow. i was ready to see him in the morning and he just has such a calm presence and with what he does that's just so impressive to me and obviously he sacrificed a lot of his life to learn and to be a neurosurgeon and because of that he saved my life and i'm here today so I just am so thankful for him, and I really appreciate all that he does. 
And thank you for that shout out. <laughs> and we should all have shout outs for the medical people who take care of us. Yes. Liv, this has been incredible. You're an inspiration. You are obviously a role model for a lot of us, me included. I want to be like you when I grow up. Oh. And uh, thank you for sharing a very deep, but you'll never be the same in a better way story with us today. And I wish you all God's blessings as you head to UT <laughs> next year. Thanks for being thank on the you, show. Thank you, Valerie. You're welcome. So before we end the show, I have to bring up mom, Stacy Holscher. Will you please come up here? You need a hug from me and you can go hug your daughter. This is the wonderful mom. I got the microphone in my phone, in my hand here. You are the one and dad, of course, who took her through this and um there was gosh. a lot of people it was a village it for was sure. a village yes. i know a lot of but prayers, thank you a lot for of love. all you are thank you and no, you can see the beauty where she gets it right <laughs> okay i just wanted to have you come up for a minute all moms and daughters should have a relationship like this <laughs> thanks for being you all right now stay tuned I've got my Valerieism for today, and here it is. Focus on what you can do, not what you can't. You've heard this before by Peter Drucker. I say this because in today's busy world, we sometimes are being asked to do things that we're really not that great at. And then, unfortunately, oftentimes I hear but we're expected to be. Well, you know what? That sort of sounds to me like, well, get better at one of your weaknesses. And I'm just going to fight back on that. Because someone said that to me one time and it almost took me under. I am not anything analytical. I cannot be analytical, but I can talk all day and I can create and I can write. But you see, I was starting to focus on what I couldn't do. So I just want to say to you, know who you are and know what you are about and know how you're going to show up your presence in a way that makes you valuable because you're doing something either better than or different than other people. So find out those differentiators. And that's my story for today. Until next time, have a super good time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, valerieandcompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.